This is Stephen Dominguez from the Science Faction Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy. My weekend's kitchen. This is Sergeant Potato Ed. Line up, line up, line up for roll call. This is Grill Sergeant Danny, Commander Kevin, Ensign Eli, and Lee's Privates. Wait, no. Private Lee Lastovica. My weekends. Get ready for the magic. Sergeant Potato Ed, out. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante, son, everyone, you're listening to the Magic Away podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicAway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on the show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. As always, to join our discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. It's a nice night to always talk with y'all. How y'all doing? It's a nice, crisp, cool night. Cool night. Crisp. How crisp are you? It's a natural shirt. It's a natural shirt. <laughs> oh, somebody in Las Vegas household is saying something. Asking questions. Too late, she's on the show. Uh-oh. Is Lee broadcasting from the laundry room again? He is, I guess. Oh, he's watching. He sat in the back for because he's a little nipply. Nipply. <laughs> but I will introduce our quarter face rage ball, Mr. Lee Las Vegas, Magical Moments Vacations. How you doing, Lee? He's talking to the woman. Oh, there she is. Ah. <laughs> there he is. I thought you were get talking to the woman. T-shirts. Get your T-shirts. Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Peanuts. Cold beer. <laughs> T-shirts. Cold beer. There's a Peter Griffin in the ballpark. Yeah, and I'm hearing back scratchers. <laughs> back scratcher. <laughs> Scratch back. back scratcher. But anyway, guys, yeah, we're talking about Mandalorian season one, uh, the final episode or. Uh, aired at the end of last month last mm. month december yeah december 2019 in case you're listening to this way in the future is that uh you giving away how you feel about it? the final episode errored at the there, no, that was a, <laughs> that was a uh, actually i don't know I, I can't even blame drinking because you know, but no 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 it, it's uh, not anyway we'll talk about season one <laughs> it is finished and uh, we're season two is not coming out for another year All so right. we're here to discuss that give me the pacinos you've had enough <laughs> you cut me off of the coffee <laughs> yeah! uh but anyway guys look enough of my jibber jabber jibber flim flam ying yam and him spin spam and pacino spuff pacino Benito, pacino Benito. all right we're gonna talk about some mandalorian magic Wait, I messed that up. I think you're you're having a caffeine fit, <laughs> man. Something's happening. Your mind is moving faster and your mouth can get the words out. I need titi for my bungle. Wow, you're right. This is weird. I, I should be just drinking. What the Kidding. You need a depressant. How about you put some of that alcohol in this coffee and kind of calm things here, down? Here, go yeah, ahead. Let's do that. No, this is like a chocolate bourbon. Here. Why don't oh, you? that's perfect. All right. So the, I have uh, uh, liquor now in my coffee. So hopefully kind of even things out. Because before that, I was all, <laughs> we're still recording. Yeah, I guess we're still recording. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, how's yeah. it going, guys? And thank you for tuning in through that. But anyway, so look, <laughs> enough of my jibber jabbering caffeine fits, man. We're about to talk about some Mandalorian magic. 
Man, we're getting all 99 cents worth of that track. Yes, we are. <laughs> I like it. And uh, of course, you know what that track means is that we're talking another week of Star Wars. But Legally. Legally. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Legally. Thank you. The past two weeks, the past two shows, Star Wars has been rising. And so uh, now we're going to be talking about Star Wars setting. And by setting, I mean Mandalorian season one has ended. It has come and gone. The first ep- episodes have been released and that's it. We're not going to get another set of Mandalorian series until next year. And what they projected fall 2020 at some point, which is a hell of a long time. But anyway, guys, that's exactly what we're talking about today. When Disney Plus launched back in November 2019, along with that came a new Star Wars series. And uh, this particular uh, story uh, follows uh, a Mandalorian. Yeah, not a race of people. You know, this is a, this is a, kind of like a religious kind of a thinking. It's a creed. It's a creed. Yes, it's a creed. Um, and the first eight episodes were released to establish this uh, series. And there is a definite season two coming forth. And so we're going to be checking this out, reviewing the entire season. Uh, like I said at the intro, the, uh, the end of December 2019 was when the final episode, episode eight, was released. And so we're going to here to talk about season one of The Mandalorian. We're going to give a little bit, I guess we'll give a little bit of a spoiler less a spoiler, non-spoiler. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna go as non-spoiler as possible, and then we'll get into spoilers. Yeah, because at some point, you know, it's, it's been a couple weeks now, and so hopefully by this point, you guys have already seen it. Um, if not, you know, you're more. We'll give you a little something, and then you can hit pause, go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest of our discussion. Also, so. like, and I'm sure uh, our listeners will correct us on this one if you misspoke in any way, but there might be some kind of discrepancy about the whole idea of being a Mandalorian, not being a race, being a, being like a creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do remember reading somewhere, it, somebody was talking about, you know, him taking off the mask and everything like that and how they can't take off the mask. And somebody I, I remember reading said something to the effect of, well, true Mandalorians, if you were born a Mandalorian, you can remove the mask. But when you have, if you're not a true Mandalorian, you've been adopted into this culture that, you have to leave the mask on before once you take it off, you, it's like a rejection of that culture. I don't know if that's true or not. And this has been a, uh, this has been a discussion also in Disney fan sites. Cause um, you have situations like in star Wars rebels and, mm-hmm. and look at the Mandalorians, you know, uh, uh, Boba Fett, Jango Fett had a uh, Mandalorian armor. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. or at least Boba Fett had Mandalorian armor at some point, right? That's the first time we see any kind of armor like that. And then also in star Wars clone wars, which is part of Canon had uh, featured Mandalorians a lot all over the place. Star Wars rebels featured a Mandalorian as part of that Star Wars Rebel team by the name of Sabine Wren, who constantly took her helmet off. And okay. even in uh, there, there's a uh, even a sect of Mandalorians of which they ran into at some point in the series, in which the the lead guy took off his helmet as well. And so, yeah, and that's a definite uh, good point of discussion because it's like, what, what is it? You know, is is, is that accurate? Is not? There are people that argue. You know, maybe some of the more traditionalists uh, uh, that want to keep the old ways, like after they're almost all but wiped out, um, wanted to keep a lot of the old ways. And so they've adopted that. Who knows? You know, it's, it, it could be anything. And, and it's definitely plausible because in Clone Wars, there was two, I mean, they had the Mandalorians, the guys in Mandalore, you know, they didn't have, they didn't walk around with their armor all the time. And they had that group called Death Watch, which is part of Clan Vizsla. Yeah. And, and so Clan Vizsla, you know, they were, you know, they, they constantly saw them wear it and, you know, they had the blue armor and stuff and kind of, you oh, you know, well, I won't spoil it yet. Um, but they, they wore the blue armor in Clone Wars. And so, you know, they, they, a lot of times they had most of the time they had their, their armor on. They so. sound like they tore stuff up. Yeah. They wanted to get, they wanted Mandal- Death Watch wanted the Mandalorians to get back to the old ways. Whereas the, the progressive Mandalorians, you know, they didn't have their armor. They walk <laughs> around, they, they, they were trying to be more progressive ah. and stuff. But this was all the time. They during- were a kinder, gentler 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's pretty accurate because, you know, mm-hmm. Mandalorians, as we know, they're raised to be fighters. They're yeah. like the Buddy Christ yeah. yes. of the Star Wars <laughs> yes. universe. <laughs> now I want a Mandalorian Buddy Christ guy. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, so that's the that's what we're talking about here. These, these people, and it's not uh, said what group or what house uh, the Mandalorian character, which we do have his name and, and escapes me now, Jin Jaren or something like that. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Oh no, oh, no, no. Forget what I said that. As much as a name could possibly spoil it. Right, right. Yeah, you learn his name. So go go watch the episode. That, that doesn't really give much away, right? Um, but anyway, look, this episode uh, uh, stars Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. We got Carl Weathers, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's uh, another sticking point about Pedro Pascal starring in this uh, this series. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, because apparently more than half the time it's not him under the armor. Oh, doing oh, the stunts? No kidding. Yes. Well, oh, not yeah. even doing the stunts, just filming. Oh, it's like his, it's just his voice. It's yes, just it's voice just his thing. voice. Like, um, there, no one knows exactly what the count is. I mean, but I did remember reading an article on this, and and one of the things that they cite is, uh, what was which one? Howard's Bryce Dallas Howard directed one of the episodes and pretty much said she never worked with Pedro Pascal. Oh, wow. No, oh, wow. something to that effect. Now, again, it, it was a while back that I read it. I, I didn't research it prior to that, and it didn't even occur to me until Kevin said it. So maybe that's been refuted in some kind of a way or corrected. But there's a lot of reports that, yeah, it's, it's not always him in the armor. In fact, it's a little bit more what and what like, and I, I believe the person that is actually playing the is the stunt double or is the double double, whatever you want to call him, uh, is John Wayne's grandson. Oh, oh that's wow. Awesome. That's kind of yes. cool. Yes. So this is kind of like the background singer thing for like Millie Vanilli, where like the background singers actually sing the tongs and they just kind of lip sync. <laughs> oh, it's Pedro Pascal's voice it for sure. Voice, yeah. It's more like David Prowse meets James Earl Jones kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, but what if James Earl Jones actually occasionally would put on the costume, which <laughs> I don't know that I don't know if that would James uh, would have fit <laughs> as great no as he was. To James. No respect to James, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. I've never seen James lose weight for a role. <laughs> man, no. you're talking about a cushy gig, though. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm not coming in today. I'll just do it without me. I'll call in my lines. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Joe's going to fill in for me today. And, uh, you know, next week, uh, Billy's going to fill in me for that day. And uh, one episode, the, the guy's like five foot nine. The next episode, he's six foot two. You know, whatever. No big deal. You got a helmet. <laughs> yeah. You can't see him. Yeah, he's got a helmet. What are you going to do? You can't see me. Yeah, Brendan Wayne. That, that's his name. Oh, and he's, he's only one of the doubles. There's apparently a, a, so there's a few people who are playing the Mandalorian. Plethora of doubles. There's a plethora of doubles. So yeah, we got Carl Weathers up in there. We got Gina Carano. Yes, Eli up in there. How do you feel about you like that? I know you're a fan of Gina Carano. Yeah, I've been a fan before she even got into acting when she was in MMA. She was a Strike Force Women's Champion. There you go. Yes, thank you. And we also got Werner Herzog, who played the client. Oh, Oh. I loved him. Yeah, Yeah. he was good. He's creepy. The the ex imp, or uh, yeah, the imperial guy. And then we have, of course, Nook Nolte. Uh, I loved him too. Yeah, it's Queel. I have spoken. <laughs> what yeah. an amazing role! Uh, yeah, I liked him, man. It was cool. yeah. Well, my, one of my favorite memes was uh, when they showed him, and it says Nick Nolte spent minutes in makeup preparing for this role. <laughs> 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 and we also got Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. You kind of see it toward the end, and of course, Bill Burr. 
is in there. A couple other names, famous names that pop in and out, you know? So um, a lot of, oh, Horatio Sands. I forgot about him. He was in the first episode. Oh, we're getting that deep into it. Don't forget about Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah. You don't know Mr. Krabs was in there from SpongeBob. No, I don't, I don't watch SpongeBob. Oh, God. Yeah, I forget. Your child's a little older than ours. <laughs> a little uh, bit. Yeah, the guy who voices Mr. K- uh, Kurgan from... Um, oh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, how do you, you still not know how... How do you not know who Mr. Crab is? Though? I don't watch SpongeBob. I don't have to watch... I don't Crab. either, but I still do who SpongeBob and Mr. Crab and, and Patrick are. Well, like, I mean, if you don't watch SpongeBob, I would say SpongeBob is the only person you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, okay, well, Patrick. I know who Clancy Brown is, though. He plays Lex Luthor. He did that for a, a oh, okay. Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. He was in Highland. I know who the actor is, but I don't know. I mean, Mr. Crab is the last thing I would know him by. <laughs> that's ironically that's the most that's the biggest thing he's done damn yeah he was Lex Luthor yeah no one cares about that you care about a crab though man Superman ain't got <laughs> on Spongebob this is a sad world where you have a statement like that there's some truth to it apparently there's a lot of I bet you Spongebob got more than that last money uh, got more money than that last uh, Superman movie did oh my goodness uh, <laughs> and he has a musical on Broadway yeah <laughs> what Spongebob, yeah, Spongebob the musical. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you said Kurgan because, yes, I know I know who Clancy Brown is uh, outside the crab thing. So, okay. Well, you might know at least one of these names. So, of course, in, in the position of executive producer and writer, we got John Favreau. Of, of course. course. And Dave Filoni from the Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars clones uh, days. Ah. And stuff, yes. All right. Okay. So that plays a part into a lot of the stuff that happens in season one that a lot of people who watch those episodes will recognize because a lot of his stuff that was in those previous TV shows also show up in the Mandalorian. And then, of course, I mean, I know we're getting into episodes later, but uh, well, your girl, the Calvary, she's in the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ming Na Wen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who also played what in Disney's, in the, the world of Disney? It was Mulan. Mulan, yes. So cool. Mandalorian, guys. Season one. What are our thoughts? What are y'all feelings to open up to the floor? Non-spoiler related. Non-spoiler related. So sorry. Yeah, just non- as, as much as we can before we dive into it. It was good. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been streamed. I, I just have, I have a kind of a question for the group. Do you feel like you are at a disadvantage watching this if you have not seen any of the Clone Wars? Not that you can't enjoy it. Well, but, time out. What's all that extra noise going on? Yeah, it patches. It's all the leftover fireworks. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. Um, so, okay. shoot fireworks in my neighborhood. Have you taken up carpentry? Uh, is that <laughs> <laughs> what's going on there? Actually, I have to some degree. I had to fix the fence when we got a dog. There was a lot of broken. Uh, oh that, is fireworks. Fireworks. that is fireworks. Yes, it's fireworks. I told you. Ladies and gentlemen, there's always something in the background in Lee Lasavica's backyard. Maybe they're happy the Texans won. Uh, they, yeah, at least. I'm that's sorry. That's Houston was, Texans won. Yes. The, the yes. yes. And, oh, good. That's why the you rest know. of the city is enjoying themselves with fireworks yeah. and whatnot. Well, even though the game has been over for about an hour and a half now. Well, yeah. Lee, that was a really good question. Now, please mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know, that's, 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 that's a, a really yeah. good question. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with them. I can't get into any specifics just yet because we're doing non-spoiler related, but especially the end. I had to find out later on that when I saw it, the end was actually a thing. Yeah, right. Like yeah. When, I, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, wait, what? That wasn't just a, uh, I can't say it, but it. it 
apparently that had some significance. I that means a lot more to you if you saw the Clone Wars than if you were just watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, that was how I was going to leave my spoiler filled section. <laughs> oh, okay. So then, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely one. Um, but yeah, I do think that you are at a little bit of a disadvantage. There are some things that kind of pass in. You're like, okay, what's that all about? And it, it has a deeper meaning when you see people discussing it online, and, and turns out it's something that was referenced in the the previous uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think there's a certain level of entertainment that could be had, even if you haven't seen the pre- previous stuff. But um, there is more of an enhancement uh, if you're have you seen the other stuff. Well, you don't know what you don't know. So, right. like most of it, like I said, at the very end, there something happens that just goes right over my head, and I don't resonate it as being anything important. Other people see that and they're like, "Whoa, that's next level! I can't wait to see that." I would venture to say that, yeah, you're at a disadvantage if you didn't know what that was. Because that's leading off into some huge story that should be coming up based upon what you saw. So that's a definite disadvantage. And there are others, and I know there are others, maybe not nothing that pops to my mind as uh, critical as that. But like I said, you don't know what you don't know. So I'm, I'm sure there were several other references that I didn't catch. So like if you were to know, so, you know, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So like if you were to know all that backstory stuff, it's more of a uh, uh, impetus to watch, have you watch next season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though it's like another year away. Right. Sucks. But anyway, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's fair. That's right. Cause I haven't, I haven't seen enough of the other, uh, the other shows. So like you said, it, it does sound like I would be at a disadvantage. Cause like, I just, I just watched it for what it was. So it probably would have helped if, and, I, and I'm I'm not sure what Danny's alluding to yet. I'm sure we'll get to it. But I, if I think, I think I know what he's talking about. And um, and yeah, it would hurt to not know all of the full history of stuff. And it's tough how Star Wars Star Wars narratives work, right? Because you have if you watch the movies, that's one thing. But now if you you got to watch like Clone Wars or Rebels, and it's like, wait, where all that stuff come from? And if you read a book three years ago, that could be tied into it. So. It's, yeah, that's that's uh, that's tough. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing it is a disadvantage. But as far as entertainment purpose, I mean, the the show itself, I mean, it served enough to kind of say, hey, this is our own take of 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 the Star Wars uh, mythos, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I was good with that. Yeah, no, you can definitely watch it, and it plays just fine. I mean, it. I don't. I never felt like I was at a loss for anything that was going on. I never felt like I, I needed to go research something to figure out whether or not, like, what they were referring to here, because I, I had no idea what they were saying. Um, but at the same time, I did kind of feel like you could tell some things were kind of going over my head a little bit. Like yeah. I, I, at least I could, I could, I could tell that there was a little bit more of a richer universe behind what you were seeing than what I was aware of. I, and it, it is, it's a little bit frustrating because I, I, I do kind of feel like it would be a little bit better if you were able to catch up on, uh, which the clone wars before you go ahead and see this. Well, like, let's say, uh, the example might be without spoiling anything like Gita Carano's, character and what she what her position is like i don't really know exactly what rank that is i don't know you know what i don't know what the position entails that she's doing but if somebody was like see that yeah. character that did that Perfect. position they'd probably be like oh wow she's a real badass i mean now i without giving anything away i already knew she was a badass so i mean I, I was she was like, a shock trooper if, if memory serves correct yeah. yeah but somehow she was fighting 
with the rebels because uh, the Ugnot uh, Quill uh, was on the other side. So the dynamics of that, I'm sure it's explained somewhere. Right. So I didn't know if I could give it away, but yeah, I didn't know if that position is uh, I was like, does that mean that this is an indestructible person? Does that mean that she's like really military oriented? Like, so in that sense, I can see where not watching the other shows may have an effect on that. But as far as this show doing its own thing, I mean, that's what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody like me has only seen the movie and then you come to me and say, hey, this is a world I like from Star Wars, you're going to love it. Okay, well then, yeah, get me involved in it, you know, or at least if there's something else that I would have to watch to learn the deeper meaning of it, like you said, then at least put some footnotes in the credit or something <laughs> you know that allows me to, that'd be cool yeah you know something that says because like you know like, like pop-up video yeah yeah a little three two one exactly exactly what i was gonna Jesus say Christ. you beat me to it oh you beat me to it i'm sorry god we don't have to make gonna, people damn down. yeah we're gonna need to turn your level down oh, a little bit <laughs> 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 i'm awake uh, <laughs> he was like, exactly. I'm like, damn, he got shot. One of the fireworks hit him. Okay. I was better than Cappuccino, okay? Yeah, I'm talking about a star shooting your eye. Damn, all right. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what my point was that got him so excited. <laughs> it got sucked out of your head with that. Uh, but like, the, I don't even know what the whole Moff terminology, I'm not even sure about what that is. I know there was Moff Tarkin, Moff Gideon. I'm not sure what the hell a Moff is. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure I could look it up, but I just, I figure it means Lieutenant or Admiral or right. I don't know, some military ranking of some sort. Right. But I, I'm not sure how that all interconnects and I haven't really bothered to, to look into it. But yeah, there, there are little things like that that are explained a little bit better in, in the extended universe. Though, okay, no, the Moff, that's a good example. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, how, like they used to have like TV shows or like movies specifically where like uh, I remember this on, on Burno as an example, like they would introduce you to this character. And then when the character shows up, they pause him and then they like put this caption or something underneath him. Or, you know, there used to be movies where like they would they would just stop it and they would change how the, the overall look of the camera was and then say character's name, you know, Badass lieutenant, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, because like a little, like a little caption at the bottom. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so in other words, it's something where like, okay, like let's say if I wanted, you know, Mama Ivy to watch the show, and she's like, oh, that looks mm-hmm. cool. I want to see Carl Weathers act, and then she's like, what the hell? Who is this? Who is that? Well, if you have something like that in there, now I don't really need the reference of the other shows to know. Okay, this is a very serious bad guy we're dealing with, mm-hmm. or however. So that would have helped, I think. If we've done with that really quick, so Danny, you would say it was. Good, not great. It was good, not great. I mean, I kind of felt like too many times they would. It would. It, fe- it felt like there was a, a a larger overall story that they worked to get you invested in within the first episode, and you're like, okay, cool. I want to see where this ride takes me, and then they take it away from you, <laughs> right? And then they yeah. give it back to you, and then they take it away from you for a much longer period of time. <laughs> and it's not like so they deliver a bunch of one offs episodes in the middle that really are pretty interchangeable there's not much different to them i mean i tried to figure it out it's like uh, the best i can come up with is uh step one mandalorian ends up in some kind of financial predicament step two he takes a bounty hunting job to help solve said problem step three as anyone could plainly see things are going to go wrong because these people look a little sketchy uh step four things are turn out to be more than he bargained for step five baby yoda is somehow endangered by all this and step five the mandalorian fights his way out of this and sometimes baby yoda helps two steps 
step six, uh, fly off to episodes next location. I think that thing, I think you should have seven steps. I think one of seven steps is like a, a recovery step. program, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like seven habits. Get back yeah. off of seven it, yeah. habits of a good Mandalorian. There's a yeah. There's some there's some parts where he winds up this and this because there's another plot where he winds up in like the strange places in general, and he just people are just like. And part of Do a story this. and running, yeah, yeah. Or he's or he's trying to protect the child or or whatever. And yeah, it's it's never something where uh, it's never somewhere I find him engaged in something like he has no purpose. If that makes any sense, well, his purpose is all financial. Like 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 I said, it starts well. It's it's financial. Episode two, the purpose that kind of keeps him engaged and has him accepting this job with the Jawas is. To fix his ship. Yeah, they broke it. Yeah. Right. And and in part four, he needed lodging. So he accepted that job. And then part five, he needed money to fix his ship. And then part six, well, they just stopped even explaining it by part six. When the <laughs> prisoner won, he's just there looking for a job. They don't even explain why right. uh, he's there taking that one until finally we get to part seven, where out of the clear blue, Carl Weathers says, Hey, guys, you remember me? You remember that there was a story going on here? Uh, watch come on back and we'll, we'll get. We'll get back to that. Let's now. get back to yeah, the story. Get to doing this because <laughs> I couldn't figure out for the life of me why is it that this guy who fully knows that all these bounty hunter bounty hunters are out there, they're getting offered obscene sums of money to get this child, and yet for some strange reason, he keeps taking the child <laughs> around bounty hunters who, and then he'll leave him on the ship. He'll do somehow he endangers the health of this child. He's not a good daddy. No, he leaves it in the closet. <laughs> Forget about being a good daddy, just being a good bounty hunter and knowing <laughs> there are people coming for this thing. I can't just <laughs> I can't either stick him in the closet or, or and, and then just invite bounty hunters on my ship. <laughs> Come on back. Come see the baby. Yeah. It's cute. They make memes about it. Come check him out. I mean, uh, so anyway, that, that part, it got a little bit frustrating. It's like, can we please get back to the story? I want to know what's so important about baby Yoda. I want to know why he is such a threat to the empire or an asset. If it would be a, th- a threat enough to be destroyed or studied. I guess you would say if 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 uh, they were able to get to him, I want to know exactly what the deal is here, and we never find that out. But I was gonna say I think it would have been a completely different style of show if you did took the episodes, certain ones, and then rearranged it. So mm-hmm. in other words, like uh, the one where he, what is it, where he he chases the cavalry, you know, um, with yeah the, that one with the with the the the, the wannabe. With the water be yeah. yeah, like say, like you take that one, you take the prisoner one, yeah, you could take those two, let's say, and then you put them in the front. In other words, they're just missions, so you get to see, all oh, right, this is this is the Mandalorian at work. This is him dealing with his own environment, and then you get to him having to deal with, you know, uh, but can we just go into the terms of all of them now, or the terms don't really act as spoilers, do it? Uh, I, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. So then you could move into the narrative of him running across Baby Yoda and having to protect Baby Yoda and fix all of his stuff while with Baby Yoda, and then boom, that's a nice way to just kind of send it off when you get to this last episode. But that's the only thing. That's the that's one of the biggest issues I had with it. And it's like you said, Dad. It's just you get into the main story, like where is this going, mm-hmm. and then you get these weird throw off episodes, and it's kind of like they're. They're stand they're, they're standalones, but it's like no, I want to see what happens 
with everybody else trying to hunt this guy. And so it kind of takes you out of it. Then you have to wait the next week. And yep. yeah. that kind of kills it. Yeah, kills it, the momentum for me. That's it. Exactly. It's like you stop caring to invest in because it, it never really ends on a cliffhanger until you get to, I want to say episode seven. Episode seven is really, or, or I guess episode first one, one. Yeah. Episode one. Okay. Yeah. I guess that ended in a, cl- a cliffhanger. And then you tuned in the next week to see what happens next. Nothing. <laughs> he never even leaves. He has to deal with a problem. And then, you know, episode two ends like you kind of hoped episode one would have ended where, okay, now we're off and now we're going to see what's going on. So, I mean, there's that element to it. And again, it's not to, look when it hits like episode three was fantastic. Awesome. Awesome episode. Episode eight, I thought was really, really, really good. Yes. That's what it makes you feel like you're watching a star Wars. Yeah. Franchise. So it makes it easy. Episode seven, episode um, one, both really good episodes, really, really good, solid episodes. I I enjoyed both of them, but when half of the episodes are, you can really, it's not nitpicking. It's those episodes are formulaic almost. I mean, it, it, you could really just kind of see the same things are unfolding in the exact same manner. Maybe with one difference being, okay, uh, episode two is useless except for the fact that the child saved him and now he feels indebted to the child or guilty about having to give away the child, that kind of thing. That's the one thing to take away from episode two. Well, the each, the each episode also, and again, it would have helped to have the, to look at them all in like mm-hmm. one streaming um, binge, but each episode also helps you uh, get used to the other characters. Like you said, like uh, Nick Nolte and Jeter. Well, that, that's the thing I was going to say with yeah. my, if I were to do like a, oops, uh, if I were to do like a machete cut, of this thing oh uh, please don't don't cut it too bad no <laughs> no get a machete for it it's like that <laughs> no i mean you know what i'm talking about like when they say like watching the the series of star wars movies like machete version or whatever uh where they i forget what they cut out they cut out part like all of episode one or part of episode one maybe i, I forget what it is but they, they, they got a term for that the fans and whatnot but I, I think i would take what episode one three seven and eight all in one sequence and I'll be totally fine. I get yeah. the story. If I wanted to enhance it a little bit, maybe throw two and three there to d- develop, uh, introduce Nick Nolte's character and then introduce Gina Carano. Right. That's the and thing. that's yeah. about it. Yeah, you, so that, need, but, you need two to introduce Nick Nolte right. so it understands the significance when you get to no, seven. But overall no, no, story. Nick, Nick, oh, wait. Nick Nolte was introduced in one. Yeah, he was. He was in one. Was? But yeah. yeah, he was further. I guess he was uh, further he, developed. I mean, was, okay, he was further developed, right. and the powers of the of the child were further developed in two. To two, yes. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that's what I mean by enhancing. Okay, a little more color. Right. But right. if I at face, if I took one, three, seven, eight, I'd be fine. Yeah. Storyline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Six. Uh, what is it? Five and six. The the, the one with Ming Wen and the and then the prisoner stuff. Uh, it's you know it's just like I said, da- like Daddy says, it's just one off. Right. And, and two and four contribute to the story, but they contribute in very very small ways. Like I said, two is hey, okay, we just confirmed. Baby Yoda has force powers. He just saved this guy. Now this guy feels indebted. That that that's the only aspect to take away from that. Same thing with four. The only aspect to take away is okay. At the very end, we learn. Bounty hunters are still coming for this kid, so he can't leave him anywhere. He he's stuck with him. Those are those are the only two elements of those that you need in order to follow along with the overall story. Right. Everything else is character development, and in some cases, I mean, I'm not even sure that it's great character development. I thought it was cool that mm. Gina Carano's character was from Alderaan, but other mm. than that, I could have cared less. I mean, I, you know, her character really didn't do anything for me. That's true. She could have did some more fight. She could do some hand to hand combat. They give her a chance. I mean, the two characters that I absolutely loved, and I said it in the the first one was when we was Quill and IG Eleven. I 
over the moon over those two. I thought they were great. I thought they were wonderful additions, great quirky characters, good uh, backstories with both of them. And they we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do we, we want to get, get, get into it? Let's just get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too tough. Yeah. It so, tough. Uh, so uh, guys, uh, we're about to go into the spoiler filled part. So if you haven't seen the end of the series, and uh, we're assuming you've seen the rest of this stuff, uh, maybe you haven't gotten to seven and eight yet, even though it's been out for about a week, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Um, just, you know, we're about to get into it. You can hit pause here, but anyway, we're about to get into the spoilers and to lead off the spoiler section to continue Danny's little thing. Danny, how did, how did you feel when they turned IG 11 into a nurse? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, that's part of the stuff where I'm like, oh my God. So this is now we're, we're into brilliant territory. Like I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Totally did not see that coming. What was so great about the writing. I mean, it would be so brilliant in one instance. And so like, eh, what, what happened in other instances? So yeah, when I saw that, I thought that was an absolutely fabulous way. Cause I was bummed that they killed him in the first instance. And then they bring him back and I'm like, oh, this is great. Your boy Quill did it. Yeah. <laughs> he bought Quill, reprogrammed him, and he became a nurse. And it's funny because his episode seven is like, oh man, he lost all his fighting ability. Now he's just like a servant. But come episode eight, he's like, oh yeah, he still knows how to fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> With like a vengeance. You know? <laughs> he comes riding in on that horse in the town, just blowing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> With a baby on his back. Yeah, no, with a baby on his back. That he's supposed to be protecting. <laughs> Dude, how more pimp is that? I, 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 that just shows utter confidence and like, yeah, I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. 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 No point in times this baby in any trouble. I love that fighting because he's a 360 fighting platform. You know, I love that. Yeah. I thought it's so yeah, that was a that's that's a neat little joy. I liked him. He, he's he's gone now, unfortunately. Yes. But maybe there's other units like him. I don't know. He, was, he, he can't be the only IG unit. Oh no, no. I'm right? sure there's there's more, but I mean it's gonna come a little convoluted after a while. Yeah. Just keep figuring out ways to bring in IG. IG twelve. I'm his yeah. cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Bo IG. My cousin sent me a transmit before he died. They're bringing in uh, IGGY. <laughs> IGGY <laughs> It's so fancy. You already know. The funny thing is, like, uh, I mean, I wasn't able to watch every episode every week, so you know, I'd watch like two or three. Then I'd go another three weeks and then catch up on those three. And then, but the problem was like the memes didn't allow me to, to not get caught up. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I'd see the IG and I'm like, wait a minute. Why is he in a meme? Because he was killed on this, you know, the second episode, the first episode or whatever. So I'm like, okay, so he's back. So then I had to like go watch the show and be like, oh, that's how he came back. Well, that's karma because you almost ruined an episode. You almost ruined episode three for me. I know. <laughs> I did. Almost. Almost, though. You, you called me. That's what happened to you. You got to stop looking at the internet. I know, man. Yeah, the internet's no, messed it up. He's you. right. It's hard. Like, within the first week, like, you couldn't go on Yahoo without seeing a Baby Yoda yeah, image. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if you hadn't seen The Mandalorian within the first two or three days, you were like, what the hell is this about? And that was the problem with it not being, you know, um, the other... Uh, streaming services where you could binge watch the whole season at one time. You know, every week a new episode came out and within five minutes there was a baby Yoda or some other on the screen, you know, that you, you're like, wait a minute, what is that? That Obviously that has something to do with the Mandalorian, but I haven't seen that yet. So I guess well, I'll have to go watch it and figure it out. And that's part of what Eli brought up, which I think is a, a very, very good point is the idea of having to 
go back to watching an episode, a 30 minute episode, and then waiting a week and watching another one where it kind of, it's almost like having to retrain your, it's like having to remember how to set an alarm clock or, yes, or program yeah. a VCR. It's like, how did, how did, how do we used to do this? Cause this is, doesn't feel right. And I think it would have worked better if you were able to just go ahead and binge watch it. Because even though you knew you were watching episodes like uh, the prisoner or, um, Oh God, the other one, the, uh, the, Oh, the, the young bounty hunting. Yeah. The young yeah. bounty. Oh God, that thing. Even though like you knew you were watching like something where it's like, oh, okay, this, you knew the next one, good one would be coming. So you can just go all the way through it. And it wouldn't have bugged you so much that like, damn, I waited a week for that. Right. I wanted to find out what happened with the kid and I had to wait a week and that's it. Right. That's all that happened. Yeah, the the worst stretch for me was the one between seven and eight, where they released seven before on the Wednesday before Rise of Skywalker came out, and so you had to wait like two extra days yeah. uh, to get to the last episode. You know, the, the the Friday after Christmas. But I thought that was kind of well done because that one now you were really you knew yeah. they had to address what was going to happen there, right? Yeah, and they, there's a reason why they did that. Uh, you know, I can see why. Do y'all know the reason why they they probably did that? Yeah, the force healing. Yeah, the force healing stuff. So, you know, so they set up if if, if somebody watched Mandalorian. Um, they saw Baby Yoda force heal uh, Carl Weathers. So it established mm-hmm. that. So when you go into Rise of Skywalker, it's not so weird. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's not so weird. That's the connection I was talking about when we were doing the review for Rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. So that gave me that, that put it off by two days. Hey, so I had to wait, a, I had to wait <laughs> extra long just to see um, um, what happens, how, how it resolves itself. Because they left it off at a standoff, which was kind of cool. So yeah. Baby Yoda can just do everything. Like, right? Everybody else got to train this and that. And they, they got to do force heal. And I get it. Depends on nah, what. Don't, don't forget Ray. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Right, and uh, and I know there's a different level. I've been reading some of the uh, forms from you know Malik and Pleasure Island 33. So I'm like, I'm not gonna get too deep into it because they're some very serious masters out there. But this thing's 50 years old. It already knows what to do. It can't even speak. Like man, like baby, Yoda species can. age differently. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> they got different skills. This kid just knows what to do. But when I saw, all right, this is one thing I give them credit for on the Mandalorian. They have a very good way of making characters that really aren't that intimidating in the movies look really scary on this show. So like when they had that uh, fire stormtrooper, like I was like, wow, that's an intimidating looking, you know, character. Right, so he comes out and he, he shoots the thing. I'm like, they gonna die. Like I was into that, but like, oh, that dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, they gonna yeah. die. And then like, yeah, Baby Yoda just shows up and just, <laughs> and then like stops the fire and then passes out. Like that kills me. Like I know I'm supposed to feel bad for Baby Yoda because he's so tiny, but I don't know. It's just watching this little thing do it, his little hands, and then it just passes out. It just, it just looks like this toy that just broke. Like it just. Like, yeah. Oh my God. It's like a toy that ran out of battery juice. It just collapsed yeah. over. You yeah. Know? And I know this is probably going to get us like hate mail, but I'm so over baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The con today, just all this baby Yoda stuff. I mean, every other day, there's 30 new memes of baby Yoda. I mean, all yeah. Over, he's all over the place. Yeah. He's everywhere. He was cute. Okay. Fine. But Jesus. So did you like the punching video? What was that? Oh that? yeah, I posted like an hour of punching Baby Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> not out of spite, but you ever, you, you, have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw that. that. Yeah, you and Eric posted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric posted it in a group, and I think I posted it on my wall. I, I turned it into a musical thing. I was gonna say because well, you actually wrote something that was like you wrote something that was like here's the actual time beat if you're a musician. Yeah, this the, is the tempo, beat of the yeah. beating or something yeah, like I was, that. I, I was listening to it. I was watching. It, I'm like Val. 
turn on your metronome, measure this. And we figured out it was like 110, 110 or 111 beats per minute. It was somewhere in there. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's how many so then I put, yeah. got punched in the face. Yeah. So then I, 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 you know, that's, I guess in that video. Yeah. So that's when I posted <laughs> on my wall. If anybody wants to practice along with this and you guys still can uh, practice to punch in baby Yoda. Any musicians want to practice at about 110, 111 beats per minute. Uh, you can do this, watch this video. And that's going to be a rap song on SoundCloud yeah. now. Well, like I punch baby awesome. Yoda. It's going to go to that beat. Yeah, I want to put, if I was skilled enough, and I'm, if I had time to do it, I, I want to put like dance music behind it. You are skilled enough. So boom, 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 baby, Yoda. Uh. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. You do. You're skilled enough to do it. I could. Time, I don't know. But that's the thing. Like somebody yeah. probably already beat me to it, and that's okay. I no pun intended. Beat. Ah! <laughs> there. The first. So the first episode, and I know we talked about this when we just did that one cover of the first episode yeah. like, so i was like what the was hell? it first two or was it no, it was just the first one because oh really that, wow. came out. so we and hadn't so, talked about it since then wow. right so oh, it was cool. just like what the hell is th- what is that right so that's where my my head went but then yeah like once people started putting out the memes and, and don't get me wrong the first week i saw yeah. they were showing them like you know playing around in the spaceship it was funny it was something i you know but yeah but then, like, after a while, you would literally see people post up memes and, like, I don't even know what this show is about. I just like Baby Yoda. Exactly. You know? Chalky milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he became, like, uh, Macaulay Culkin or uh, Honey Boo Boo or whatever. <laughs> like, just some uh, kind of, like, cute <laughs> child thing that people just trended towards. It was, it was getting aggravating. Horse Boo Boo. <laughs> Horse Boo Boo, huh? You know, they should do, like, a, uh, like a Christmas movie where it's Baby Yoda and he, he you know, the Mandalorian leaves him Home Alone <laughs> and Werner Herzog and uh, Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> uh, the criminal <laughs> and he gets doing all these little force traps. So like instead of tying a paint can with string, yeah. he just moves the can. <laughs> he force chunks the can out. Right. Would it be so cute when he puts both of those little green hands up to his face and goes, ah! <laughs> it would. That'd be a whole new thing. Yeah. Home Alone. Force Alone. Yeah. Force Alone. <laughs> the child funny. alone. He is alone. The child alone. Oh my goodness. So I don't know. Okay. So it's cute, but then like I, I don't. It makes me see the character completely different. Yeah, because he's cute. Well, because like you know, yeah, he's cute. But then it's like everybody like how you say they made him. You know, he's so cute that they made a mockery of it being so cute, mm. right? Yeah, it's ex- that's it exactly. Right. So now when you see him do these little things. It doesn't huh, say it doesn't remind me how powerful he is. You know what I mean? It's like right, right. oh, well now he's just doing it because otherwise he just runs around and just looks at you and makes these crazy faces. You know, what you're what you're cute, you know, but uh like what is it like when they did the second episode and he mm-hmm. lifts the buffalo thing? Yeah. Like I get it is to show his power. But I was like, that was pointless. Like to like number one, uh Mandalorian doesn't do anything while the thing is in the air. Yeah, right? they, they make this great <laughs> warrior <laughs> look like well, you just got his ass whooped by Jawas and now this big rhino is kind of <laughs> Up, yeah, right? Exactly. And then the baby just does the thing and then yeah. he's in the air. So he's so he's like, oh wow, this thing, you know, baby Yoda can lift stuff. But he doesn't try to take out the rhino bull, snuffle up a kiss thing or nothing, you know? Like, okay, so like that second episode in general, the only thing I really liked about it was him fighting the job. The blurgs? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that no, that was the only thing. Like that was a that was an entertaining scene. But past that, it's all a blur. I didn't like it. Like I I, I just liked him vaporizing job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was that was that whole half of that was totally good with that. But as far as the mission, like it was weird. Yeah, me. yeah, it was strange. He had to, he had to go get whatever it was, the like egg. egg, and they started yeah. eating the egg. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was gross. But I was like, maybe that's like a narcotic for them or something. I I, I don't know. I it gives them energy. Yeah, maybe. They were all up on that though, boy. It keeps their eyes going. Glowing. <laughs> it keeps them glowing. <laughs> maybe the yolk's the same color as their eyes. <laughs> makes them fertile. It's like a mating ritual. It makes them fertile. Houdini! Houdini! We gotta make them from the other ages. Like, the Mandalorian shot. It's like Jawa Viagra. Jawagra. <laughs> Jawagra? Yeah. <laughs> what does we have anything to say on any of this or i don't know lee what do we have to what say you sir i, I mean i don't know i'm usually not that critical anyway so i just watch it to be entertained and i was entertained you know when it's all said and done absolutely even the bad episodes i was entertained yeah, except right. except for that um the the, the me not win one yeah that was just painful that kid's acting was awful yeah i didn't, I didn't like that at all look and somebody i maybe out there going like look this is to introduce moff whatever is in the gideon but he only shows up with his boots at the end of the episode but that i didn't really need that to is have that him show up in episode yeah, I guess they never confirmed, but assuming those black boots that show up at the end looking at Min Na Wen's dead body were supposedly Moff Gideon. Oh. That's okay. but did you need that? No. For episode seven? No. Moff Gideon could have freaking showed up in episode seven and I would have been fine. Until you said it, I forgot. I for that episode, I didn't like the I didn't care much for the, the kid bounty hunter and all that other stuff, but I what I did like was the cat mouse aspect of it where they were trying to wait out Ming Now Win because she was like an expert sniper and stuff like that. Like that part of it, like I guess that's like the middle section. That part I thought was kind of cool. You know, killers waiting out other killers. But as far as like how did how it ended, yeah, with the kid, like, oh, I'll just take baby Yoda. And I was like, Man, this ain't no story, man. <laughs> you remind me of syndrome. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, uh, Incredibles where the, the bad guy takes that. the baby. Yeah. I, <laughs> You know, it was kind of like, well, now you just you just lost me. You, yeah. you, know, you just lost me all now. So I could see what that part was painful. But as far as the the intellect between the two um, spy versus spy. Yeah, I, I dug that. I, I like that. Kind of stuff. You know, there was one thing I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that the Mandalorian got Quill killed for no good reason. Yeah, that was a pointless death guy. Yeah, of. it really was. Like for no reason, he tells Quill, "Like, hey, go off, take the baby, get to the ship, initiate ground security protocols. Nothing will be able to penetrate the ship." Then they go into town, and their little ruse gets interrupted prematurely. And so he grabs a transmitter and says, "Quill, hey, are you there yet? Are you there yet, dude? I mean, we're, we're kind of. Are you there? Just checking. Want to know if you're there." And he's riding these little lizards as fast as he Blurg. can. And what happens? Oh, of course. <laughs> Stormtroopers pick it up. Or what do you speeder bike troopers? Speeder bikes. And boom, go right after him and kill him. Yeah. They would have had no idea he was out there <laughs> if not for the fact that for whatever reason he needed to do the are you there yet thing <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, no, no reason. I think the only reason why he did that was because Moff Gideon insinuated something that, you know, he knows where the real baby is, even though he probably didn't. No, he didn't. No. no. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. But how do you not know your comms are being tapped? Well, but that's a thing. I mean, like, how do you not know that that transmission is going to be, I mean, you're this, you've got the best warrior on in the galaxy and surely he would know that that transmission with all the stormtroopers and all the equipment, everything like that would have been picked up if that was a possibility. And there was like, it wasn't like he was telling him, abandon the plan, go elsewhere, go somewhere. Like there was some information that he needed to give him that he needed to know. No, it was simply to say, Hey, are you there? Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Are you there yet? And that was Can you hear all me now? exactly. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> he just wanted to know. No, I'm the, dead. The only new information he gave him was, well, it didn't go well, but they already knew it was a chance. It wasn't going to go well. That's why I told him as soon as you get there, initiate the protocol and you'll be on total lockdown. Nothing can get to you. <laughs> 
I'm, so, I'm impressed with that blur could like keep his pace all the way through that length. Yeah. Yeah. Some small legs. That was like the sea like, biscuit yeah. of blur. I mean, that blur is bigger than me and I can't keep that up. Sea <laughs> biscuit of blur. Blur biscuit. Blur biscuit. I have a question. Am I the only one that did not like Los Polios Hermanos being the villain? Yeah. Playing, no, playing the villain? You're, you're alone. Not. No, no, I, I'm with Lee on this one. Really? I I was mad. I'm like, really? Like, this guy is the same character he played in Breaking Bad. The proper guy with the, you know, he speaks like this, and he's going to be really calm and cool, but he's actually going to kill you and torture your parents. And, you know, you I, have just, what I want. <laughs> Let me explain yeah, it to you like, to me. Yeah, no. What it, this weapon is. It was, it was very Breaking Bad-ish. But, no, what I was going to say was that what ticked me off wasn't just the Breaking Bad element of it. That that was a, a small portion of it. What ticked me off more was that Werner Herzog was doing a great job. Yeah. I was, oh, yeah. I was all into him as a bad guy. We were interested in, in, in the first one, in the third one, in the seventh one, and then at the very end, like you're made to believe, like he even says to the guy, look, if you can't if you can't get the child to understand that hunting's a tricky business, then kill it. You either kill it, you get less money, but you kill it or you let it live. All of a sudden, he's a lackey. All, all of a sudden, we get to the very end of this, and he, they just they kill him for the gang style hit, man. Yeah, yeah that like, was awesome. He's like, he's here with the kid. Are you sure? Boom, boom, boom. And that said, he's dead. He was Check like, again. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Ah. Check again. He's it's like, like the guy who, yeah, it's, 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 he's a guy who Al Capone took the bat and just bashed his head. Enthusiasms. <laughs> right. Enthusiasms. <laughs> it just, they did away with him so quickly, and he was so. I like you know oh, you yeah, got a good I like them. five dollars down for I make cheese. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, I like how he, I like how he played that character. I thought that was really good. I did yeah, too. I, I, I did too. I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to know what his role was in the Empire. I wanted to know, so, and then they just do away with him. And they're like, "Well, here's a guy you know is bad because you remember him from Baking Bad, and he's going to talk like that, and he's going to act like that, and we need I, a moth as a bad guy." Yeah, yeah that's fair. Here's nah. your moth, whatever your moth is. I'm just amazed it was only eight episodes. It that sucks. Yeah, that really it really does it really does suck because like if you're gonna binge watch something because now you can I think that was a business safe play probably so they and, wanted to make sure it hit before they I and don't that's, know and that's know. that's terrible on Disney's part still I, I think that if you if you say hey we got Star Wars mm-hmm. there's a pretty good chance you could <laughs> ride this puppy out you know mm-hmm. what I mean and oh if you're Disney maybe not maybe not <laughs> you seem to be having a little trouble with that I, but, that I, but that's what I'm saying like why do you have to feel like you like I could see if you have a whole new property, period. Nobody's ever heard of it. And you're not an established company. All this other stuff. I can understand that. But yeah. So you're saying they could take the gamble? Yeah. Well, they advertised they advertised for this for the Mandalorian on like normal like for TV day one stations. launch of yeah, D- Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I mean that's a lot of money to spend on marketing if you don't believe in your product. Like, you know, that's crazy to me. Well, I mean, what does it say when you have a wait, but you got an eight episode series and you could easily cut out four episodes yeah, and right. not miss much. So I mean, I don't know that there was that much of a main story there. I think they had like a little idea and they were like, okay, we're going to figure out a way to expand this and make this into something more. And we'll get like a little run out of it. We'll keep each episode short. We'll make it 30 minutes. But I mean, yeah, when you've got two episodes, arguably that you could do away with and it doesn't change a damn thing. That's fair. I mean, I don't see that. That's what that's what's frustrating. We we spend a lot of time harping on the negative because the positives are kind of obvious. The the production quality is great. 
yeah. special effects. And the yeah. special effects are wonderful. Um, Just the overall vibe yes. of the show. It brings back the original Star Wars. It does. It captures vibe. the energy. I was going to say, without the fun characters, like IG-11 was the, the closest I think I got to a, a fun character. Mm-hmm. Like something like, you know, Han was Solo fun. was fun. You know, Princess Leia was, you know, sarcastic and she could get down and she was, she was fun. Luke, wide-eyed, and you know, Luke was never really one of my favorites. Darth Vader, just menacing. I mean, there just was memorable characters. Like, the Mandalorian, I got it. He was a badass. He was a warrior, but he was flat. He was just one note, monotone. Um, that chick, I, that forger lady. Yeah. Ah, she's menacing. Oh, dude. <laughs> there was a fun element uh, uh, to Star Wars. It was C-3PO. That was another one I forgot about. It was funny. Him and the interaction between him and R2-D2. I didn't see as much of that in this. That's the one thing I kind of felt like was lacking out of that. It's kind of like when you watch a DC movie as opposed to watching a Marvel movie. Okay. Where there, you know, there's an element of fun even when things get serious and things have to slow down in a Marvel movie. I didn't find as much fun in this. I, I, I was entertained and there were elements of fun, in, but I didn't see a... There wasn't a healthy balance. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's nobody I walked away from like, ooh, so and so's a badass. I love that character. Like you know, like uh, again, my two favorite characters were two little nothing characters that they just wouldn't kill. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. IGD um, was was pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. And for the listeners, I, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but uh, the Mandalorian happens after the original trilogy mm-hmm. and before the first over. So uh, first force over, first order. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is before episode seven, eight, nine, but after four, five, and six. Yeah, see that that's the other thing. That's what makes this stuff these shows tough too. Is like now you have to force it within the canon. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to say, I mean like um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had to say it. Right. But it's it's tough. It's always like even like say like in comic books, if somebody makes a different offshoot of like, hey, this is a three shot, you know, uh Iron Man comic. But if it has nothing to do with like the main titles of, of Iron Man, just like, yeah, it's just a separate story. That makes it a whole lot easier, and there's a lot less pressure than trying to force it within the you know the confines of the, the movie or like the other shows around it to kind of fit into the timeline where there really isn't one. You know what I mean? And uh, that does it disjustice. You know, he's a, he's a Mandalorian. There's a whole religion or creed of them, and they but they got some cool ass weapons and jetpacks. I know it's like, like oh yeah, he earns his jetpack at the end. He yeah. does. He does earn his jetpack. Yes, I did like that NC. I'm sorry, go ahead, do you say? No, no, no. I'm just saying it, there. There's not. It's not to say that he's not good in the roles. Not to say it's not interesting. It's just there's nothing impactful, identifying, impactful. However you want to call. It. There's something missing in a great protagonist in this character, and maybe it's going to come at some point in time. But it certainly didn't come for me. And this one, again, that's not to say it was bad because I do feel like a lot of people do this thing with Star Wars. Either you love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. And I find that it's And there's more, like no in between. Right. right. Yeah. I find more often than not lately, a lot of stuff with Star Wars I see is passable to good. One or two hates. But I mean, just because I, I'm going to say right now, it's, it's a good series. It's worth watching. I didn't walk away from there dying to know what's going on next season. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not going to be chomping at the bit for season two. I can tell you that. I'm not hate. I didn't oh, hate you, it. You know, that's I that's the question I was going to ask earlier yeah. to see because you didn't know a lot of the backstory stuff. Mm-hmm. If there was enough to pull you into the next season, so that's that's kind of interesting to know. Knowing about how it ends, and then so here I guess since we're in a sports yeah, section, yeah, yeah. it it ends with you know. Um, 
Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon taking what looked to be at first a lightsaber and cutting his way out of a ship. And then when you see it, you realize it's not a saber. It's it's more of a sword that glows. Yeah. It's, it's a dark saber. Is it okay. Typical? Yeah. Right. So that's the thing is that there's actually a lore behind this weapon. And it's called the yeah. dark saber. And it's mm-hmm. a very important picture. The, 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 you know, the, um, he man sword or, uh, yeah. What do you call negative it? Negative power sword of some sort. Well, it's just negative energy. I'm taking a guess. I know. Yeah, it's like something like the that. opposite of a lightsaber, but mm-hmm. it's not not to be evil or good. It's, it's just the opposite of a lightsaber. Okay. In, in, in essence, it's a different shape, a different look. It comes from the Mandalorian lore uh, um, of what was it Clan Visla? If you remember me talking about uh, Sabine Wren and Rebels, um, how she was a Mandalorian and took her helmet off. Well, it comes from her clan of of Mandalorians um, because uh, the dude I forgot his name was somebody. Somebody Visla was like the first Mandalorian to be a Jedi, and oh. so that was his lightsaber. You know, like like Samuel Jackson made his purple lightsaber. Right. Okay. Uh, this dude Visla, mm-hmm. Jedi Visla, made the the dark saber. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of other experts, Star Wars people that know the exact history of it. Um, I just know it, that was the Jedi guy that built it specifically that way. Yeah, but then <laughs> everybody's trying to get it and people are killing each other. Is it, is it a more intense weapon than a lightsaber? No, it's the same. same level of strength. I don't, I don't know. It's, okay. it's meant to be the same. It doesn't, it doesn't know what it was until. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you got me caught up in the lore now. It's like a mystical. Think of it like a line of sort of omens or something like that. It's just a mystical weapon. Okay. I watched it on clones. It didn't do anything different or special versus a lightsaber. There was just, there's only one dark saber that I'm familiar with, which is the one that, that probably references the Mandalorian. Okay. But there was, there's like a ton of lightsabers, which I, I don't know why there was only one, but, but- the only thing about yeah. that, that like, you know, if they would have made it clear that what or set up with this dark saber was so that when you saw it at the end, you would connect back to it. That opens up a lot more curiosity for me to go into next season because I'm like, oh man, maybe Moff Gideon is actually a Mandalorian himself, and uh, man, and, and so he helped lead the attack on his own people. And what's the story behind that? And how did he get the sword? And if they would have led in something with that to make, and you if understand- they use more episodes to develop that, probably I agree with you. Well, right. yeah, you're, yeah, if you have your first bag. And he's like, yes, give me the child because this guy wants it. And he has the dark saber. Like, Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why couldn't we have gotten rid of the uh, episode with him going to that planet with, uh, you know, with, with the crazy people? woman? No, no, no. With the crazy. crazy well, you oh, can yeah. The that. chick that fixed the stuff. Yeah. With the droids. Oh, the one that watched the baby. Yeah. And the bad yeah. acting bounty hunter guy that, you know, I mean, no, we really hated that. Episode. Yeah. I, I really was. <laughs> It just it aggravated me. It was just like ugh, the the kid couldn't act, and then yeah, I didn't like it. Was just either. so obvious what was going to happen. That's true. Yeah. Um. It, why couldn't you have got rid of that and then put in a separate bounty hunter task where somebody's like, okay, you know what? We found uh, the dark saber. We're going to go, you know, capture it from, the, and then they could expound upon it a little bit. Here's what the dark saber was. Here's who's owned it. Blah blah blah, and really build up this badass weapon. And they get there and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Ah, and yeah. then maybe you have some flashbacks of like older warriors using it and stuff like that. So that way, when you see it at the end, you're like, oh, he's got the dark. And then suddenly it means a whole lot more. But kind of like to Kevin's point earlier, that's one where, yeah, not having seen Clones War, Clone Wars works to your disadvantage because otherwise you just think, okay, it's another flashy it's another weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sword, you know. You just cut through. You just cut through as his. Basically, Mandalorian does something. Uh, the TIE fighter crashes. Moff Gideon's TIE fighter crashes and he has to cut his way out. Yeah. yeah. So and that sets up the whole scene if you haven't seen it yet or if you have seen it, that's what we're talking about. I'll give it a plus. I put a, I put a positive in there. Okay, I put a oh, positive. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. We should put positive because yeah. we're focusing on the negatives because I think the positive is mostly what I'd say. Oh, oh yeah. Now the now usually the the music the music is a little esoteric. 
That's that's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, and usually like in, in I like it, but it's like whenever he's walking, they play. It's like yeah, okay, I'm getting into it. But for the first time, when he uh, when the Mandalorian takes down the the Tie Fighter, yeah. And he puts the you know, he puts the bombs on it, thing blows up, and then mm-hmm. he's got the jetpack and he's falling. He gets the jetpack, but he awkwardly lands, and then mm-hmm. he lands and he walks cool. Yeah. Then they play the music. I was like, you know what? That actually fit the character mm-hmm. right there. Like I think like the overall, that's one of my favorite scenes of that series mm-hmm. right there. Like I was, I was like, that was hard. Flew up the <laughs> ship, and he kind of landed, but he didn't fall on his face. But he landed in the cool Mandalorian walk. That was almost like a shaft theme song. He's like, yeah, I know, right I, I know, I landed wrong. So what? Yeah, like I just did it. Dude. I, I'm still strutting. Ship, and I'm strutting. And they put, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, that's hard, yeah. I said it in the first episode where it's like the, that. That music, it, it's cool, but it's not Star Wars. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Be, and it's because what they're they're going for more of a Western thing with a futuristic Star Wars type vibe, I guess. What did y'all think of, of Grief Karga? I had to look up his name to figure out. Carl Weathers? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's say Carl Weathers. That's all you need to see. I couldn't watch him on the screen and not just be like, look at Paolo go, man. Good for him. See, I, he does like the Breaking Bad thing, but it reversed. It, it, it is. It really was. Like, I never heard his name. I had to actually look it up when I knew we were going to be talking about it because I'm like, dude, a great actor, really bought into his role. The whole part was where, you know, Baby Yoda, he's gonna eat me. <laughs> he's holding his arm. Well, you know what's funny? I kept thinking Combat Carl. Oh, Combat Carl is another Combat one. Combat Carl. Oh. Come on, man, Lori, let's go. <laughs> Y'all there. What was his name from Happy Gilmore? What was it? Um Oh, uh it was Pappy pa- or uh, pa- no. Patch? No, not Patches. Not Patches. Oh. That's Lee's dog. Patches. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it started with an S. It Chubbs? It's Chubbs. Chubbs. There you yeah. go. Chubbs Peterson. That's that, it. that was the other uh character I was picturing, but yeah, no, it's just, it's hard to be like, what? Is, it's like just the weirdest, like Sylvester Stallone won't even put him in an Expendables movie. And yet here he is. He's in Star Wars, man. I'm happy for him. I just was going to say, like, can I tell you? And I know I said this before plenty of times. Like when I saw the commercial, the first time I saw the commercial for it and I saw them like flash Carl Weathers face. I was like, I'm watching. You got me. You got me. I'm going to get Disney+. <laughs> I remember plus. you saying that. Yeah. Yes. I remember you saying that. Because that's like a guy that I was like, I Carl Weathers. I love Carl Weathers. Yeah. Count of Monte Fisto. I, I love <laughs> Carl Weathers. Action Jackson, Fortune mm-hmm. Dane, all that stuff. I love Carl Weathers. But I was like, oh, man, I just want to see you on the screen one more time. So as far as like the character was concerned, I think he, 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 did, his, he did his piece. I mean, he like you said, they didn't give him as much play in the beginning as in the end. So I was glad he was able to redeem himself because... I didn't want to see him die in the third one. I'm not gonna lie, when they when they had the shootout and then they shot him, I was like, oh, you thought yeah. he wasn't gonna make it out of that. Yeah, I was like, damn it, damn it. Then did he like had the little the money and then like he was like, oh, I like, whoo, oh whoo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you did to get the pile boy. It's tough to watch you die in Hollywood twice, buddy. <laughs> Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. So that I liked was, him. No, that was a brilliant uh, episode. That that third episode. I mean, really. I mean, if we're gonna stick on the positives of it, uh, when the when the Mandalorians all came to to, to help. Oh yes. And you really got to kind of got to see him in action. I mean, that was just that was cool. Really, yeah, really cool. Beautiful. I mean, again, it's just, it's the stuff out of Star Wars that you know they should be getting right. But no, yeah, I, I was totally hooked into that episode. I want to know what happened to all the Mandalorians. Did they really all die? <laughs> 
Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. It's like he got there and there was like a pile of armor. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? Well, they, they say that, you know, okay, after he got in and, and, you know, found the safe house and blew up and everything like that, that things tightened down there. They got a little bit more strict. So I, I can understand that Yeah, uh, yeah. a little bit, but I mean. Like, damn, they're Mandalorians. But I thought what I, what I did like, though, is that I never felt the Mandalorian himself was ever in a threatening situation until like, okay, maybe I go, I go as far as say the first one towards the end when they, with uh, IG-88 coming in there and helping him, that was cool, but I didn't feel like he was like really in a threatening situation, but the third one, when they were all like shooting at him before all the other Mandalorians came, that's when I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I don't know how he's going to get out of that. I like moments like that, you know, for a story. So yeah, that was one of my favorite episodes, absolutely. When they all came down to help him, I was like, yeah! Yeah, it was the same episode where he had the Saturn rockets in his sleeve and he shot everybody. Yeah, why did he, he hardly use his flamethrower in uh, in that last one, did he? Maybe he, he ran, maybe he ran out of fuel. I don't know. Uh, maybe I thought so. he did use it, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I no, I remember he, he got out and then he just started kicking people and he grabbed the the big the big weapon because that's mm. all. That's the thing too. That's another oh, the part. rifle. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another part of your form you can add. That's number eight. When in doubt. He grabs the biggest gun. Nobody's protecting it, <laughs> right? They all, every, all the bad guys surround him with it. But then once he actually starts to take the fight to him, everybody's like, let's leave the big weapon alone. And like, he's not going to touch it. He doesn't right. know how to use a big gun. And then like, he freaking takes it and just like bows down everybody. I, I will say this. That, that was the stupidest part of episode eight where he grabs the big ass gun. Like you say, he's just moving people and you just totally into it. And Giancarlo Esposito, Moff Gideon, whatever, walks out as if there's not a battle going around and he's just got like a little pea shooter in his hand. <laughs> and he just takes aim at him, fires, and hits him. <laughs> Holding a big gun. And he just turns around and then Giancarlo, he just looks down and there's a big box next to it. And he just says, okay. And then shoots that one time and blows that up and then <laughs> fatally wounds uh, the Mandalorian. That came across a little bit stupid. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's what if he just happened to not be standing next to the box, a huh? big box? Like, because you can see clearly he like looks down like, oh, look, there's something there. I can shoot that. I mean, what are you walking out there with that little gun? <laughs> uh, well, the guy's got basically a machine gun. A machine, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like well, a machine a gun type like turret. Like a real gun. But he had the dark saber. You couldn't just use that. <laughs> no, that was in the, that was in his car. They had to. Oh no, <laughs> man! You don't leave a dark saber in your car. Well, you don't leave a big gun in the middle of the, yeah. the dirt. But. That's a fun part. I thought was funny. He pulled out the. He could have just taken out the saber and just went to town. But what would have been so wrong if yeah he would have pulled out the saber and now the Mandalorian would have saw it and just been like what the hell? And then afterwards he would have said something about it and. Now, all of a sudden, we got some kind of sense of, oh, wait, there's some backstory here that, you know, outside of the whole, yeah, he led the attack in the village when I was a kid. Like, Which is a, it's a valid backstory because it used to belong to Mandalorians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, and that's the thing, though. It's like if he had took out the saber and deflected one of the Mandalorian shots mm -hmm. and then hit the tank and blew it up, mm -hmm. that would have been better than him just taking a pistol and shooting it, right? Bad exactly. Enough. Yeah. Because, you, you, I mean, everybody knows lightsabers can, or sabers in general of mm -hmm. that nature can deflect uh, uh, laser, blast. laser blast. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. No, and, and it was, look, it was a good episode that that's the one thing that just popped in my head as a negative i'll give you a positive and a bad episode was the the prisoner episode where he went nuts 
and started taking them down one by one. It was very Rambo-esque. Yeah, that was kind of yes. cool. And that was really, and I can't remember who said it. Maybe it was Stephen Downs who said it when we were hanging out, where we talked about that scene where, you know, the, you know there's that. Oh, Bill the strobe? The yeah, the strobe light yes. effect where related it to Batman. Yeah. Was that you who did it then? I, Maybe I, you said. I, I think it was Steven, but I was, I was backing him up on it. Okay, cool. Because we both kind of went, oh, with that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a really cool scene. There was a little elements of Batman to that. Uh, so anyway, I really enjoyed that. Steven didn't like the fact that at the end that you see that they're all alive still. I mean, and, and he rightfully so pointed out that the dude with the horns, Mr. Crab, I, I don't know how he survived that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I need to see the physics of how that door works. Uh, in order to really quite understand it, I'm sure there's a, a logical reason. It didn't for look it, like it really would crush his, like he could, because his head was trapped. But the way they had to, as they cut the seed so quick, it almost looked like the door would close, but it would almost close like like an right inch in front of from his, his face. face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Too, okay, maybe. so maybe. But then why even why even do that scene then with the door? Like his. That's the whole point of you getting squished in the doors that cut you in half. Well, because yeah, it leaves I mean? something to your imagination visually. Like you're just like, well, what just right. happened? But you, but they then, show him well, alive. You know why, then why, then why use that door as a weapon? Well, he killed it's that a, squid like guy, a, cut him in half for no good reason. Right. Was effective. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy wasn't even trying to kill him at first. He was just trying to razz him a bit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he became one of those pacifist Mandalorians. Yeah. Like one, new Mandalorians. Well, once he, uh, you yeah. know, adopted, he, child became a father he started respecting life i guess yeah oh cool that's what what happens that's what happens exactly and the action in the shows uh is is that's another plus i mean like when they start to do the action uh it's awesome and it's it's enough to like you know keep me uh engaged uh now granted i'd say that the last one um ig88 final like you said the the speeder bike yeah yeah and 360 shooting everybody like while he's making his way down there uh, that was that was pretty awesome. Right? That was that was just like the first weird. one. Yeah, just uh, blew your mind when you first saw him in action for the very first time. Like, wow! I, I yeah, and that's why I was so bummed when they killed him because I wanted to see him do that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. I do, I do too. He did, he did go out in a blaze of glory, and he walked in lava. And he walked. Yeah. In, I was gonna say he walked in lava, and he blew himself up so that they could take care of Baby Yoda. And I was like, oh man, what a like he was one of the more developed characters. Pretty much in the in that show. I mean, uh, how yeah. great would it have been if, like, you got like one more episode where they were pinned down, but Baby Yoda was somewhere else safe, and he's like, "Help me, IG Eleven! I cannot do that. I'm no longer Warrior Droid. I'm a Nurse Droid. I can offer you <laughs> something." Like Year Six. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You, you can do it. <laughs> you like milk? Yes. I'm breaking the Yeah, I uh, root what, for you. What did y'all think when that uh, R2 unit looking thing in the boat stood up? That was freaky. Yeah, that freaked me out. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> like, what?" <laughs> <laughs> That was freak. I thought he was going to start singing Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm punting down the lava river, <laughs> which was so slow. Yes. <laughs> Slowest lava flow ever. The hell was to ride through lava though? Like, like, I don't know what that boat was made of exactly. Anti-lava like, stuff. I was going to say it looked like stone, but I was like, yeah, I'm not safe on this. Like I even stone would melt. And why didn't that robot listen to Gina Carano and stop? Yeah. I like, stopped this thing. And like just kept on going. going. I'm like, <laughs> uh, either he's on the old software or he's maybe an imperial droid i don't know a, he needs an update <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Dude, so that was weird uh that I, was I, really weird. I do say that um now this is okay now i guess we're gonna see what happens in season two but i did hate the fact that after they went through that whole adventure together that he didn't take them on the ship 
They they just like Gina Carano, Carl Weathers. They just walk off. Yeah, they want to stay in the town now that it's good again. No, I don't mind that so much. It's kind of like uh, what happened, you know, with uh, Luke having to you know go off to Dagobah while uh, Han and Leia went off to. I mean, I, I I I didn't mind them separating so much because you know at some point in time they're all going to get together again. I, I kind of yeah. I like the idea that he's finally going to find a place because now he has a purpose, which should have been his purpose from the get go because that was part of my issue with this show. It's like. Surely he's not just going to fly around with a child mm-hmm. and get into bounty hunting adventures for the next, you know, I mean, literally that seemed to be his plan until Carl Weathers called up out of nowhere. I'm like, surely there's got to be some kind of plan. Like I've got to do something with this child, but he never made a move to do anything. No, it's until he got direction from the armor. Yeah. 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 Laid it all yeah out. This is, you got, you know, you, it's your responsibility. You right. got to find, take him back to his people. Yeah. This the, is the way he's yours now. Well, I was going to say, I, I didn't like that. They left them on the planet. I mean, I can see like, being cool with it, but the reason why I didn't like it was I kind of like a, a four team in an, in an action series because you know it allows you to have different people to play off of. Kind of like our podcast. Yes. <laughs> you know, how effective is that to have four people like, you know, no, yeah, no, absolutely. No. And look, and, and look, that was when the season picked up was when, when all of a sudden all of them got together and he formed his little team in episode seven. We we're like, all right, finally, now we're, we're getting somewhere. Right. And, and I like, no, I totally, I, I get what you're saying. I like what you're saying, but I don't think they, just because they get together every once in a while, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean like, you know, the expendables hang around with each other, you know, when they're not serving so together. Yeah, like I, the Avengers. I, I, right. always yeah, the Avengers. Other, yeah. That's a better example. Well, I hope, I hope that in the second season, they, yeah, they, they combine their forces. If there has to be something there because they still have <laughs> other resources. Like, I guess my point is that they have other resources and if we don't have to have, Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, same type of adventures. Like you could have other elements now because you have these other two characters, and that adds an extra sense of danger and adds to build them up. Think of I'm the Mandalorian. You're Carl Weathers. We just have this adventure and everything like that, and you got what you wanted. And the Imperial people who were destroying your town—they're gone. Now the town's peaceful again. And I turn to you and say, "Okay, I have to fly off into space and take care of this baby while looking for uh, some—you know—his parents. Want to come? Aren't <laughs> you gonna be like, hey, I like you. Good luck. <laughs> I'll catch it. Like you know, if you need me, call me. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, call me if you need anything. Yeah, you, a postcard. Give you, me the T-shirt. I hear that, but then like, okay. Let's put it in this perspective, uh-huh. right? So it's the same scenario, except right now the bad guys have already they, we killed all the bad guys, but that would be the bad guys that coming back again. There's not that many people to back me up now because you were my main guy. You were the guy I could send to like mess everybody else up. You leave it. All I got is Gina Carano. She had the bullets. I don't even know. I just met her. I just met Gina Carano. I don't know if she got my back like that. Well, what if you had a choice to go hang out with with uh with the Mandalorian or hang out with this hot muscle chick. Yeah. You know, yeah. Carl, what do you think? You want to hang out? That's the thing. If they're, if they're cool and they do it, they're fine. But it's like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, you go, you go hang out with baby Yoda. I'm going to go get this. Why would you want to go flying around in space? Like doing three men and a baby. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I mean, you, this woman like, will kill you, by the way. Don't forget that. <laughs> Neither one of those characters exhibited any behavior that made me say, yeah, they have an affection for this child and they want to make sure to see it raised properly and, and yeah. given over well, to the proper. Got healed by Yoda, baby Yoda. Well, the, the, the child choked Gina Carano. <laughs> well, that's true. But then mm-hmm. she started to care for the baby later after, you know, he saved them from being burned to a crisp. So I mean, you know, I like the baby. Don't get me wrong, but they weren't like 
Let's see what else is going Gina on. Gina Carano wasn't the baby, the motherly type. Right. Yeah, and she I, said that too. Yeah. yeah, and that's fair. I kind of, I thought, I thought that they was gonna have somebody to take care of Baby Yoda at some point to be like, "Hey, Mandalore, you don't know how to take care of a Baby Yoda. Let me help you." They they kind of threw in little hints back and forth, like that episode you hate with that with the lady with the curly hair and stuff like that. I was um, hoping that that was where we were going to go is that at, at, we were going to get to the end of season one, the mystery behind baby Yoda, why he needed to be destroyed or studied or whatever would be explained. Yeah, that would be good. And he would be taken off to where we needed. And then we could get on to something else. Well, I think what they're banking on is for star Wars fans to stay around so they can figure out more about this species and hopefully get a bigger budget. Well, I mean, no, the, the more, more important part is the species part, because nobody, nobody in Star Wars, they've never discussed Yoda species or Yaddle species or the child species. So I think that's what they're banking on for this one to keep people engaged. Sure. Is that there's a chance that there's a chance that they, they, uh, they might get an explanation of how this and then how that ends before the First Order comes around. Kind of sure, sure. But is that any more compelling then what is the dark saber, you know, or like, couldn't we, I mean, couldn't, couldn't we wrap up that? I mean, is it such an important mystery into star Wars fans that this is a mystery that's worth telling over multiple seasons? I mean, couldn't we just wrap that up? I mean, I didn't think anybody, I don't know if it's a mystery more so as a curiosity for star Wars. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I think it's like a curiosity. We answered that and then we move on to the dark saber and that's okay. Now we're getting in some really cool stuff and this is like, okay, cool. I mean, what's the big, okay. It's going to be a little race of aliens. We'll give it a name. They're force sensitive people. What's Gremlins. the big mystery? I mean, <laughs> outside of not having a name for these things and not seeing their home world, I don't see what the mystery is. Well, somehow yeah. they got to explain away why they're not in the episode seven, eight, nine. What's the <laughs> thing It's called the Mandalorian. So I'm, I'm kind of I kind of see what you're saying. It makes sense that you would focus more on Mandalorian history. You focus on what happened to this dude since he's not, you know, what I mean, since it's a creed and what happened to his, his parents or who killed, who blew up everybody. Why is he not on a revenge to, to get that person, that kind of stuff? I mean, that would help you to not force yourself to fit within, like you said, that Star Wars lore. Where you can say, well, this is what happened in, in context of this and that, because then the next project that comes out now has to adjust to the Mandalorian, this movie, that movie, this series. You know what I mean? So if they just stick to Mandalorian lore, that's a lot of Lorian. Mm -hmm. But uh, if they stick within that and just stay in their lane right there, well, then yeah, you got a solid show, and then you can just do what you want. Just real quick, off of that though, I really do think that they need to do away with Baby Yoda as, as soon as possible before they <laughs> they turn this show. Like it's gonna land. Remember how they had the Ghostbusters, and then all of a sudden after a while they're like Slimer. Slimer, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. It's gonna be Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian, and it's gonna get all these these little cutesy characters that kind of. I mean it. It catch it and people oh so cute. It goes from cute to old and lame in no time. And I was going to ask, isn't that the scary part of this? Is that you know since since the child has taken over, um, they they may serve fan 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 fandom and then have this more so about the child rather than the Mandalorian. Absolutely, I could totally see right. that. They'll probably be like they'll be older and it'll be like teenage Yoda. After a while, like shut oh, up, Dad, or I'll you know teenage mutant ninja Yoda. Yeah. yeah, you remember when everyone was in the, uh, what's the name of the kid? Um, what Urkel? <laughs> yeah, everyone was oh, like, oh okay. that Urkel, he's so funny, he's so cool, and that, that's a, and then that got old, and no one gave it. And he had yeah, like, to take too, it over. Right? right? Yeah, yeah. cars too. Exactly. Did I right. Force choke you. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. So 
Do you think this would have been a better a better series to have if it had been pretty much more than eight episodes? Maybe more involving. Maybe they could have expanded more. Do you think the eight was a good enough number? I think the eight was too much. (laughs) (laughs) It was too much. I I think they didn't have enough story. If that's all they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. and that seems to be all they wanted to do, I I, I think eight was too much. They could have cut that down to six easily. Actually, what I would like to have seen, and this is going to sound crazy, and they'll never do this because they won't make any money. I wish it was only eight episodes. And that's it. Let's tell the story of this Mandalorian. Maybe there's Baby Yoda in it or whatever. And then let's have a good conclusion. And then let's move on to someone else. Maybe the next story is about IG4. Mm-hmm. Or the next story is about mothballs or whatever. You know, Mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> General Mothballs moth the movie. Mothballs yes. the flame. Th- but uh, let's like maybe each, each year we have a different character to, to explore. You know, like an right. anthology series that they right. do. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be eight years of it like Tales from the Moth. True Detective kind of thing. Nothing but Moth. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt, that kind of Moth joke. stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it sounds like we're, so it sounds like we're kind of wrapping up this discussion because yeah. that was a good question. I think so. I mean, that, that's, that's my final thoughts on it. I would have yeah. liked to have just seen a good, solid eight. Maybe it's eight or 12, whatever it is. Good, one solid, good solid story period, yeah. On The Mandalorian, yeah. and then that's it. Let's move on to the next person we want to talk about. I'd like to see, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind that because the main character just doesn't have a whole lot of personality for me. I mean, he's just not that charismatic. Yeah. He's not that charismatic. He's pretty monotone. He very real. I mean, like you watch like Rambo and a lot of times Rambo is very monosyllabic, very, but he'd always have those two or three moments in the movie. Like you would lose it and show his real emotion. And he would, I want what they want. He would go nuts. And you'd be like, Oh my God, there's such a heart in this guy. Like the most you got was when he's like, no, don't go. You might. Die. And it's like, don't be sad. I'm not sad. I could tell in your voice. And I'm like, really? Cause I can't. <laughs> so speaking of fan service, how'd you like them shooting at the little can? The two stormtroopers. Oh, that was funny. Uh, they kept terribly, missing. Yeah, they kept terribly missing. Nice little. And the second guy's like, oh, let me try this. And <laughs> freaking just misses like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That right. was cute. Well, they did that with Bill Burr as well, where uh, I was like, yeah, he's a sharpshooter with the, he was Imperial sharpshooter. And the Mandalorian's like, well, that's not saying much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> he was yeah, like, yeah. hey, I want that stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was funny. That was one of the better ones. Yeah. Ooh. No, they, they did that quite a bit. So yeah, look, I, I, look I'm glad they're going to be making more of these. They should be making more of these. I'm not necessarily chomping at the bit to see them, uh, but I will see them. And well, again, I, yeah. I, I hate the fact that this review is probably going to come across as more negative than it should. But I mean, most of the positive stuff has been said and I mean, positive stuff was a pre- pretty apparent. Like you said, I mean, I mean, we can just be rehash and be like that SNL skit. Like, Hey, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you did that, when you, yeah. you had to be good. It's good. Cool. It's worth your time. Definitely worth a, a watch. I mean, this is what hurts me is that it's going to take a year for another season to come out. Right. Well, you know, that's, that's the part that hurts me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like the fact that they didn't believe in this enough to where they really could kind of double down and say, no, we're going to go all out, do what you need to do. Let's make this a, you know, a 14, 15 and, and, and make it episodic. This is our, yeah. this is our stamp. I'm right. down forever. I made movies. I've been in movies. Trust me. There's a bunch of dedicated Star Wars fans out there. And, and, and that, again, that's kind of why I want to make sure you, 
we're understood here. Just because we criticize it doesn't mean we didn't like it. Liked it a lot. Did. I mean, it's an enjoyable series. Very, very good series. Not great, in my opinion, but I mean, that's a few things are. I mean, few things are, are great. Uh, it doesn't belong in the same sentence as Breaking Bad or um, Sopranos or something like that. I, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. Uh, but a really, really wonderful series. Just flawed. Let's be honest about it. It's flawed. Fortunately, Star Wars fans are used to overlooking flaws. <laughs> they love the yeah, they love the property. Doesn't necessarily that's it. So uh, yeah. I could be completely wrong because I mean they, they, they might. I just think you're going to lose the casual fans at some point in time. They're going to move on to the next cute big thing. Yes, if they're yeah. smart, if in between this break, if they can't make anything live action, I would say, man, this is another plus in my last plus is that art that they have at the end for the credit. I love watching the oh credits. yeah yeah the, yeah, I yeah do the too. art is cool I, yeah, yeah i hope I, they keep that they should yeah they i think that's that, cool but and sell make, that. <laughs> make a bunch of shorts of just that type of like uh like, like storyboarding story yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'll buy a book of that actually i love that art i think it's i think it's beautiful i love it yeah and and, and that's a great note to end on because we are creators of course mm-hmm but anyway, guys, we would love to hear your thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 1. Um, let us know what you agreed with us. or Let us know what we missed. Let us know what you disagreed with us. Um, we're going to tell you about how to do that in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that discussion of The Mandalorian Season 1. If you want to learn more about us, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com. You can send us a voicemail via our speak pipe widget on our homepage, or you can call or text us at 1-815-MAWEEKEN. That is 1-815- Mo weekend six six nine four two two six, and of course we got a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli. Eli, tell me what you got going on, sir. Oh, of course. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to another episode. You can always find my artwork at ivorycomics.com. Uh, you'll see the art that I have for Projugation Savages. Molly be damned. There's a link to this podcast, so you never miss a beat. You want to go and find me on Facebook? I'm there, Eli H. Ivory. As long as you're a real person, cool. If you're a bot, not. And you know what's cool about that is sometimes you post your artwork on those social media sites, like you did recently. Yeah, I've been trying for the new year to be a little more proactive with that. But most of the artwork is already on the website. But I'm like, okay, let me, you know, let me. Those that don't visit the website, you can always put it in their face and see. See, yeah, usually whenever I have like new artwork, yeah, I put that up on the site first, right. And then, like, yeah, after a while, I'll go and, like, you know, spread the joy. But listeners, if you're wondering why I knew that, it's because I follow him on social media. That's it. Yeah. He's about to tell you how to do that. That's it. So go out there, and if you haven't done so, do it. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Okay. And uh, so then Project Geisha has a Facebook page. So again, Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Uh, Instagram, post the artwork up on there. Talk to Kevin up on there, too. Uh, so my handle there is EIV504 and of course on Twitter I can be found at Hancock10166 so if you appreciate the madness then you just bringing me the gladness all right how you doing how you doing <laughs> and if you want to book a vacation so you can go to lee's house and pop some fireworks because the houston texans won um but anyway yeah book a trip with lee to go to the next playoff location <laughs> <laughs> sweet lee tell him how to do this uh, just give me a call 832-431-1621 that's 832-DARKSABER you can uh, email me at lee at magicrway.com Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-E-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. 
on Instagram, you got a friend in lead travel. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Rita Vika. All right. A couple ways to support the show as a whole. You can do so through the following ways. Uh, buy some beignets on our homepage and support the show that way. Represent them a week in nature wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And the easiest way to support us is to leave a rating and interview in Apple Podcasts or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play Music, etc. Remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is We Speak Your Mind, so you don't have to, so be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And finally, if you want to have a place in which you can freely speak your Disney mind without fear of retribution, join us in the Weekend Pleasure Island 33 Facebook group. There you will have the chance to interact with all the famous weekends, as well as Danny, Eli Lee, and yours truly. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on this show. So get in touch with us today. So weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Mothballs. Hey, this is Kevin from the Magic Hour Podcast. When Calgon can't take me away, Mad Hatter Radio will. <laughs> Check it out. Bam. Anyway, guys, we would love to hear your thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 1. Um, let us know what you agreed with us. Or let us know what we missed. Let us know what you disagreed with us. Um, we're going to tell you about how to do that in just a little bit. Uh, should we have asked Lee if he had any other final thoughts about it? Oh, Lee? I don't. I think Lee said his final thought. No, that was my final thought. Yeah. I, okay. that, that, I said that at the beginning. I was like, "This is yeah, this yeah. is my wrap up." Yeah. Although I do want to say, I, I feel like uh, Dark Saber should be Eli's stage name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, do anything. That'll be his porn name from now. <laughs> yeah. Come to the stage, Dark, Dark Saber. Saber. Dark Saber. Yeah. 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 Watch me lay this out. Get your bills out, y'all. Watch my Get your hundos out. Uh, Who wants to see me knock down your, your hundo and knockers? <laughs> You'll do a little hundo and knockers. That's right. That's right. They got low about this eight inches of lip saber. <laughs> Not with him. No. <laughs> no, that's, that's all dark all the time. Yep. Always out. <laughs> Always out. <laughs> that's what it's about. No need to shout.